0: everybody needs just the right amount of fuel to get going in the morning for some a nice mcdonald's egg and cheese bagel is just enough to do it others might prefer a mcdonald's bacon egg and cheese bagel or perhaps a sausage, egg, and cheese bagel. And there are those where nothing will do but a hearty McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel. Four different breakfast bagels to get you going. Tomorrow morning, give your engine a head start at participating McDonald's. Ba da ba ba ba. Hello there and welcome to episode twenty eight of the AFA Podcast, the official podcast of animationforadults.com. I am Chris and I am joined as always by Rachel. Hello Rachel. Hello there, Chris. How's it going? Good.
1: Pretty pretty full week this week, but um I'm here. I'm ready to do this thing.
0: Yeah, let's talk about some cartoons. Woo! Woohoo! Uh, and Avon, hello Avon. Hello. Back with us <laughs> again. Hooray! <laughs> How's it going?
2: It's uh, nice to chat with you guys, as always. It always it's, is. Yeah, it's, uh, things are good. Um, just been uh, busy with stuff, but um, I got to watch a few things and, I don't know, just happy to chat.
0: Awesome. Okay, so this week uh, we're not going to have a overall topic. It's going to be one of our sort of hodgepodge, mix, throw it all in sort of shows, because there's quite a bit of news to talk about. There's some stuff we've been watching and there's a couple of other things we're going to talk about, such as the forthcoming Annie Awards, which uh, this will be the last show released before the ceremony takes place. Um, And there's also something we want to talk about with the Oscars a bit later as well. Um, But before all that, uh, we are going to head off into our news section. Um, And first up, uh, a bit of a... A update from last week, and that is the uh, Kickstarter campaign Scribble that Rachel told you about last week, which was to make a short film made by kids, and it was a very charming and lovely project. And we we were behind it all the way, and it's reached its goal already. <laughs> awesome!
1: I'm really I'm really excited to see how that moves forward now that they've been uh, they've got fully funded.
0: Yeah. We're really happy to see this happen. You're welcome. Uh, let's just mm-hmm. take some of the credit. You're, you're welcome
1: and good luck.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. I, d- <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if any people...
1: Well, uh, this is, we, I think our primary concern probably is to thank everyone who yes. helped make this, helped get this funded.
0: Mm-hmm. If they're listening. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, of course they are. Yeah, I hope so. Um, <laughs> actually, there was a um, a crowdfunding campaign we talked about ages ago and we were not terribly um, complimentary to was the um, uh, the uh, Don Bluth Kickstarter to make the Dragon's Layer movie
1: oh yes I remember that
0: yeah we haven't talked about it since but what actually happened was um, they weren't doing very well so they cancelled it oh no and then they relaunched on Indiegogo as a because fle- you can have flexible funding on there and also ah. also they asked for a bit less and um I think they rearranged some of their um some of their perks and stuff. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they met their goal that time. Um they're over two hundred percent funded. Um Oh. Well, good for
2: them.
0: Apparently on Indiegogo you can sort of have an open ended campaign if you I don't know if it's only if you succeed, you can um basically allow people to donate after the original thing, so you can still donate to it if you want the perks yeah it's um, kind of
1: like kind of like patreon I think in a little way it's like you know if you mm-hmm. you, you' cut your it's, it doesn't it doesn't have a limited time span of funding it just kind of you can keep going as much as you want if you choose to mm.
0: which seems like a good idea to me um mm-hmm. but yeah this project still though i i've I do wonder if people realize that just because they funded it doesn't mean it's going to happen because all their funding is a pitch, mm-hmm. and it's yeah, just, it's just yeah, it just makes it's the it's the
1: it's the fortunate weakness of a program or a campaign like that because I mean it's not just uh not just for this particular thing but anything that's you know for using that particular medium to try and get funding for just a pitch. I mean, there's really no. So, at least as far as I know so there really haven't been too many rules put in place about how you know you compensate people for even if they even if you do succeed but I don't know I haven't really had too many experiences with those uh with those websites before I just I'm just going off from what I've heard and the one or two experiences I've had with, at least with Kickstarter where it's like I funded something you know like for like say five or ten bucks and it's like okay well I was supposed to get something from it where is it and I never got it
0: yeah but, you know, it's two D animated movie, that's good. and It yeah. happens. If that happens. And it's but Don Blue, that's also good. Yeah. It's just the fact that they I just kind of don't really agree with the way they were kickstarted. you know, asking just to do a pitch when they should have maybe done a short or something as a proof of concept. That Yeah. That would be as a pitch. You could do if they um they um crowdfunded a short, Dragon Slayer, and then Hopefully, use that to then leverage that to make a feature. Then that's one thing, and then you can, you know, give the people who funded it the short. They can mm. have it as a download or a Blu-ray or whatever. It yeah. Seem, seems like that would have been the sensible idea. But hey, who am I to tell Don Bluth, animation <laughs> legend, what to do? Um,
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> so.
1: I'm sure. I'm sure they'll work something out and be able to get. You know their feet off the
0: ground with this project so
1: best of luck to them
0: I really hope it happens I just <laughs> I just I'm not entirely convinced whether it actually will or not um mm-hmm. but as I said I hope it happens um and then moving on to the news there is a big story this week uh that come out of yeah the Angoulême um festival in France uh which is a comics festival and it Kind of a lot of um it was in the news earlier this year because it had a um completely male list of for its awards. It didn't have a single female creator on its list of um contenders and Sad. people were rightly up in arms about that. Um and I think they went back they loads of the nominated people pulled out um so <laughs> that they then had to redo it, I think. Um, but that's not what the story is, <laughs> um, the story is that the uh, the manga artist and anime director Katsuhiro Otomo is one of the guests of honours at the festival and he was doing a talk in Paris uh, last week and he was being asked about Akira, his magnum opus, and he was asked by someone whether he would ever consider Basically, another adaptation of Akira, and he apparently replied that a TV series was currently under study, Um, but he couldn't say any more at this time.
1: That is uh, some pretty big news.
0: So, possible
1: revival of a long of a a classic, you could you could say.
0: As I said, this comes from a French. This is French news. um, Comes out of France and it came from a French site, was where I picked it up. So there is the translation issue. So I'm not, you know, committing to the fact that he's definitely said, oh, it's happening. Uh, And I don't know quite what understudy means, whether it means it's in development or if it's being considered or whatever. But the fact that it's even being discussed is big old news. Mm -hmm. Because Akira is a big deal. Um,
1: it certainly, it was one of the pioneer uh, movies with the whole, uh, you know, with Japanese animation, if I recall correctly. So, and yeah, the fact that it could be getting a revival is enormous, whether it was for another movie or just for, you know, like you said, the television show. Man, an Akira te- television show. I'm just trying to, I'm still trying to wrap my head around that.
0: I have been wanting this for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> because Because the manga is completely epic and huge and sprawling and went on for like more than a decade.
1: Even, uh, even more so than what they were able to get away with in the actual movie.
0: Oh, there's so much more, so much oh. more. It is, um, cause it's like a two hour film. And mm-hmm. this is, uh, yeah, this is a manga that ran between 1982 and 1990. Um, and it, been released all the graphic novels are like they're like telephone directory size they're huge <laughs> oh my god and yeah it's a proper epic there's so much more to it than in the in the film and the film was made several years before the manga ended so he knew how he wanted to end it but um there are lots of differences yeah so, i'll mad
1: i can only imagine if it if it because like just like with like anime series like uh full Metal alchemist who ended what that uh, their first anime series ended before the actual manga ended, so they had to their ending kind of skewed off, uh, you know, far from what the actual manga was going to do. So it's that's it's not to say that that hasn't happened before, but the fact that we get, we could actually get to see about you know, you know, the actual canonical ending of what happened in the actual Akira manga in put to animation that sounds phenomenal. Any idea, like any particular points in the manga that you that they didn't do in any other of, of the visual media with Akira that you're really excited to see? Like, could you share any of that? What you know in terms of the plot? Because I'll admit I haven't really seen too much other than the movie. So,
0: well, basically in the plot in the film, Akira, the titular Akira, is dead. Uh, in the manga, there's actually a little boy called Akira. <laughs> He is alive. So that's quite a big difference for a start. Yeah,
1: Um, I'll say.
0: Yeah, but this is big news. Um, (laughs) Uh, Obviously, it's such amazing news that it's made my brain stop working. Um, (laughs) It's okay. Interesting thing is that in the manga, it's got the Tokyo Olympics of 2020. And that's going to happen. So it was predicted by hmm. uh, the Akira manga many years <laughs> ago. Um, so I was wondering if perhaps this might come out to be running... Around be? the
1: same time? Are you- yeah. Ooh, that's- hmm. that would be really interesting.
0: And also the film's 30th anniversary will be 2018. So does this... Obviously, if this adapts the manga properly, it could run for quite some time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know it could be several seasons at least, but um we don't know anything
1: yeah this is this, is, this is a starting uh rumor just mm-hmm. to, to see that this that this could be happening, but it is you know it gives it gives us something to hope for at least
0: yeah, and there's been a lot of talk about doing a Hollywood movie, which was a terrible idea um <laughs> they they're still they're still trying to do. But this, on the other hand, is a brilliant idea.
1: Yeah, it would give a lot more. If, like you said, if there's so much more in the manga that the movie, that the original movie, didn't cover. A, t- a television show would be a proper medium to explore all the different characters and the plot lines, and even in the world, definitely. Because I remember that's one of the things that struck me about the movie the most was the fact that the world was just so big. You know, they feel like even that, even a two-hour movie wasn't enough to explore everything that I wanted to see.
0: There was no way that they could ever possibly faithfully a- adapt that that manga into a two-hour movie, but what they did was the best they could do, I think. Oh yeah. I, I don't think they could have done it better, but a TV series is a perfect way of... And I know it's easy for people to say, oh, it's a classic, you shouldn't go back, but I think there's room for an alternative adaptation. Oh,
1: of course.
0: And I, I think... A lot of people uh, compared like Ghost in the Shell. There's the original movies, and then there's the TV series, and it's not entirely comparable because the TV the TV series is um, completely standalone. No, I don't think it's even it's not a direct adaptation of the manga. It's its own thing. Because mm-hmm. in Ghost in the Shell, each each version is its own thing. The manga is its own thing. The the movies are their own thing, and then the TV series was its own thing. And then there's another thing. They're all like alternate takes on the same universe. Yeah. So this would be not presumably not a complete. The alternate take It's be more faithfully adapted from the manga. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it worked if it, the, the ghost in the shell TV series and the film are both, you know, equally or they've both got their following and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite, uh, part of ghost in the shell as a tv series actually um so why can't it work for akira
1: (laughs) yeah i I would imagine like even with all the various different medias like you said for uh for ghost in the shell manga movies television shows etc even if you might prefer one version of you know the series or the 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 franchise over one over the other that doesn't necessarily mean that you know the other parts of the series you know the anime or television shows or whatever that you feel is not as good as some other parts of the medium it still adds something mm-hmm. it still brings a new perspective onto the story in the world that is worth exploring even if you might you know might not come out of it completely satisfying at the very least it added it added something new
0: and it doesn't take anything away either because no. this the movie's still going to be there yep and it's better than doing either a remake or a, or a sequel not that yeah. you could do a sequel yes. uh so, yeah, my, I tend to think, like, I prefer, if you're going to, like, redo things, I prefer, like, a reboot to a a, a sequel as a rule. Because um, mm. I, I feel like a reboot is its own thing, but a sequel can sort of tarnish the name.
1: Only if done, only if it's not done, get, given the most effort in trying to live up to what the original did. Or a story that doesn't really do a good job as a follow-up story.
0: I was controversially stating for years that I'd rather <laughs> see a rebooted Indiana Jones recast than another sequel with him being really old. Then then people actually started talking about it. They said, oh, Chris, Pratt, Chris Pratt's going to be Indiana Jones. But uh, they said, <laughs> no. Then they said, no, we're not going to do that. We're going to just do another film with really old Harrison Ford.
1: Oh, give the guy a break. Come on.
0: It works in Star Wars, but just not in Indiana Jones. <laughs> hey,
1: I, in, in my personal opinion, I think there were special conditions for getting Harrison Ford onto that movie, you know, it, to be a part of the the latest Star Wars movie. But you know what? I think I'll save that conversation, that controversial conversation, for another time.
0: Yes, yes, we're <laughs> not going to give anything away here. Um, so, so a Kira TV series—very exciting if it happens. Uh,
1: Please make it happen
0: and you know that they wouldn't half ask this <laughs> because no this is the potential to be something really big and i wouldn't be surprised if it was like an international co-production as well because they want a lot of money in it um i mean like netflix are really getting into um anime and stuff now now they're going international they're getting like picking up more anime and re- um re-releasing it around the world and stuff
1: so who knows I think it's because they they realized they stumbled onto a gold mine
0: mm-hmm. of
1: how popular this is you know almost all around the world you know not just you you know UK US but also in uh in Japan but um you know just around the world so yeah. once they realize that they're like oh we can only make more money
2: if we make this more international <laughs>
0: happen someone whoever you are and make it good please thank you
1: yes please <laughs> so what else is going on chris
0: what else is going on uh, there is a festival happening in new york in avon's nicola woods um starting uh february and running into march and that is the new york children's international film festival cool. um, and this yep. this festival has a bit of a reputation with showing quality animated films and it's not really surprised really when you can when you find out that um this festival basically gave rise to g kids their distribution company get
1: out of um, town i did not know that
0: they because g kids are based in New york and they were started by the um the founder of the festival he mm-hmm. then went on to start g kids um uh, so they are very closely linked, and there's a lot of G-Kids titles playing there, unsurprisingly. Um, and there's also lots of non-G-Kids films as well, but they are all rather impressive. All the animated films, I'm just going to list them. Some of them you will be very familiar with, I think. Uh, the Boy and the Beast, which is going to be the opening night um, event uh, on the, February the 26th. Uh, Adama, which is a French, yeah, I think it's French, um, animated film that was nominated for the best European animated film um, last year. Um, the Little Prince, April in the Extraordinary World, uh, which is a very awesome-looking two D feature, sort of steampunky thing that GKids are going to release. Cool. Phantom, Phantom Boy, which is another GKids title. Uh, again, it's French, I think. Um, it's 2D animated um, Shaun the Sheep The Farmer's Llamas and Other Stories <laughs> which is the um, the holiday special of Shaun the Sheep that was shown on the BBC last year um, at Christmas and a bunch of other episodes of Shaun the Sheep I think um, The Iron Giant the yes. special, their special restored edition the yes. special, their special restored edition yes the Case of Hannah and Alice, which is a Japanese animated film that is actually done by a someone who is normally a live-action director, and he made a a film called Hannah and Alice, uh, a live-action film, a while ago, and this is a prequel to it, um, and I believe it is rotoscoped. Really? And it's supposed to be pretty, pretty uh, and I know because it, it played at Scotland Loves Anime Festival, um in edinburgh and glasgow glasgow in the uk uh, last year and i heard a lot about it then um long way north um which is a this played at annecy last year um it is a french i think it's it's co-production between france and somewhere else but it is a 2d animated feature that is going to be released in america by um shout factory apparently and it's I think the director is someone who has worked with Cartoon Saloon very closely on um, Song of the Sea and um, Secret of Chaos. I think he might have been the art director or something on that. Um, Interesting. And if you watch the trailer for it, it actually looks... There is certain similarity with Cartoon Saloon films, which is a good thing. Yes. Little Little Door Gods 3D, which is a Chinese animated CG feature...
2: Um, I think I
1: remember hearing about that
0: Yes we watched the trailer It looks kind of Yes that looks interesting (laughs) Uh, Something I've never heard of To be honest called Beyond Beyond Which is a film that is apparently Based on like Scandinavian um, Mythology And all I've seen from it Is a little bit of art That looks very good (laughs) Uh, And Then, finally, something called Molly Monster, which is just obviously a kid's film. Um, But, yeah, very impressive lineup.
1: Uh, A lot of French uh, films from the way we were talking about. some. A lot of them come from uh, France.
0: Seems to be... Yeah, a bit of a boom. Yeah. Um, There seems to be a lot of French animated features at the moment. Um, And... I guess you have, if you haven't got kids, you have to borrow some. If you want to go see these <laughs> <laughs> Just, just find some friends or family. Go, can I borrow your children? I want to go and watch some cartoons. Um, <laughs> now mind. Uh, I'm sure. Um, yeah. And a bunch of these are either American premieres or at least New York premieres. Um, and a lot of them are playing quite a way before you can see them anywhere else. Like boy in the beast, uh, it's playing on February 26th, and it's then going to be released in the US in March, so you get a bit of a preview there. Very cool. So you can apparently get a a part, like a, a festival pass for the whole thing, so you can go and see lots lots of different films, and they are playing at various different locations around New York. Um, but you can find more by visiting animationfredops.com and looking at the post about it. And then go and watch some films if you've got some kids, <laughs> <laughs> or you know, maybe just the short friends. I don't know.
1: Ah, uh, you really don't need an excuse. You just just go if you want to go. You don't really need an excuse. I
0: I don't know if they have a, a no unaccompanied adults policy. To be honest, um,
2: yeah, I don't uh, think
0: that that's the case. <laughs> you, you don't think that's the case? Oh, okay. <laughs> i've known I've known things that have had that kind of thing seriously, yeah, well like like um kids screenings at the cinema and stuff, like they have regular weekly mm. cheap Saturday thing, and it's oh. like no unaccompanied adults because <laughs> they don't want you they don't want you um taking advantage of that sweet two pound fifty entry and get right. biscuits. <laughs>
2: To sit in, yeah, crumb-filled sticky seating. (laughs) Uh, The children.
0: (laughs) Oh, the children. Speaking of the children. Yes. Segway. Yeah. The children, say, of the 90s may may remember the cartoons (laughs) of Nickelodeon. Uh, (laughs) Such as Rugrats and... Hey Arnold and Rocco's Modern Life and Brendan Stimpy, and they are apparently going to be making a comeback on the big screen in a big crossover movie, Avengers style, a Nicktoons crossover movie.
1: That is that is pretty big and uh, quite daring, considering how a lot of these cartoons have not been on the air for a while. I mean, I know they were they were mentioning bringing back a lot of. Um, these cartoons to uh, television. I remember we covered that a while back in like a previous podcast, but I didn't realize this, it was gonna, they were going to be taking it this direction.
0: Well, it's a bit like cuz the Spo- recent SpongeBob movie had that like live action segment, didn't it? Yeah, it did. So and that made a lot of money. So I don't know if this has got any factor in that, maybe. <laughs> <laughs>
1: a good chance i mean they if that movie the spongebob movie proved you could at least do that kind of animation and still make money so can't blame them there but still be considering the different animation style between a lot of these different cartoons it's still going to be tricky to try and make it because i mean even if you do try and bring you know that kind of animation to like a live action or like a try to unify it there's like they're there's, they're all they're all still very different designs. Um, still trying. I think that's the probably the big thing that's holding me back from saying yes about this piece of news.
0: I'm thinking it's my pitch. There's going to be some sort of there's going to be someone who is of the right sort of generation to have watched the Nicktoons, so the sort of twenties, early thirties, whatever, and they are going to be a big fan or, or they used to be a fan of the Nicktoons and then through some magical technique they come into the real world and this person with a hipster beard possibly, I don't know, um, has to go on an adventure with them. There was not much of a pitch really but it's either going to be something like that or it's going to be you know a kid as the main character, I don't know, but Seeing as this is something that is really going on in nostalgia, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if you had, like, an adult human lead. Because they'd be like, oh, Red and Stimpy! Oh, Rocko's modern life! Yay.
1: Well, you see, I would feel okay with that, and then but for, like, some of the characters, but some of the others, not so much. Like, the Rugrats and, um, what's it? the... Yeah, R- Rugrats mainly, I think, would probably make me feel the most uncomfortable, like, At least a little uncomfortable because I was like, "Wait, that was supposed to be like their modern world kind of thing." So it's just like, "What's why? How do you cross that over into?" I I just my this is making my brain break, Chris. Help.
0: Sorry, I I I don't know anything about that. (laughs) Um, It yeah, this was rumored a little while ago, but it now has a director, so it seems like it's actually going to happen. And that is Jared Hess, who is best known for directing Napoleon Dynamite and Natural Libre. Um, And he is co-writing with his writing partner, Stroke Wife, who is called Jerusha Hess. And it is based on an idea by Ali Mendes. So there you Mm. go. That's the details we have at the moment because there isn't a lot more. Don't know.
1: I would need. I, I need to reserve my judgment till our fir- till the first teaser.
0: Mhm. But it's it's things happening. Apparently. Yeah. Um. And many people will probably rejoice around the world. Possibly, I don't know.
1: Well, these were a lot of the most. A lot of these cartoons were really freaking popular in their heyday. So I mean, I I can imagine. I can imagine. You know, under- I understand being like really excited. It's just that you've got to be very careful when you're doing crossover idea anything to make sure it meshes up well.
0: All I can say is they better get Billy West back as Brendan Stimpy or GTFO. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Right, I think that's that. (laughs) That's that covered. Uh, Moving on, there has been rather a lot of trailers released in the last week. Um, Some good, some not so good, some all right. <laughs> Some uh, um,
1: which make us uh, reconsider our opinions of the actual film, in the, at least in, in my case of the uh, Secret Life of Pets trailer, which is one of them.
0: Shall we start with that one now you brought it up? Yeah,
1: should sure, we? why not?
0: Right, so if you're a long-time listener, um, first trailer, Secret Life of Pets, we liked. We thought it was cute and funny. And then the most recent trailer of we weren't skied because it was terrible um <laughs> um and then there's a new trailer uh oh, oh well, i'm sort of back on board now it sounds like Rachel is as well
1: um, yeah more or less because i mean at least in the, the last trailer it was just kind of highlighting one of the more eccentric side characters which we didn't it, we, it wasn't clear whether this was going to be a main character or not at least now that we've seen this new trailer, it is it's been at least it seems more confirmed in the overall scope of the film. Yes, this is just a side character that they're just gonna be playing on for some laughs and you know, whether or not that's successful still remains to be seen, but at the very least with the grander scope of the plot of the film, it does seem like a lot more fun. Well,
0: this one actually links into the the mood of the first trailer again, mm-hmm. in that you get to see the pets just hanging out at home doing the doing their thing. Um, which was the appeal of the first one and then they completely threw that out the window in the second trailer Um, so this trailer you actually get to see how that goes into the so seems like the plot is that there's the dog voiced by Louis CK and he's happy at home with his life and then another bigger hairy dog uh, gets brought home and he doesn't get on with him so well and then somehow they end up trapped outside in the wilds of New York and they meet some characters including that annoying rabbit basically <laughs> and they're trying to get home I think
1: yeah they're trying to get home and then the other pets that live in the co- apartment complex like looks like they go on their own little uh, adventurous romp trying to find the main character and his uh, uh, new buddy or, slash rival so it's going to be interesting
0: Several people have pointed out that this plot is kind of similar to Toy Story.
1: I can see why.
0: Woody is Louis (laughs) C.K. Buzz (laughs) is the big hairy dog. And then the the rabbit is... I don't know, Sid, maybe? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, But the whole thing. Oh, they don't get on. And then, oh, they go on a road trip. (laughs) Well,
1: at least give the film its due credit. At least it's going to it, you know, it's going to be if as long as they kind of stay more in the lines of just, you know, with the, you know, pet, you know, the, the fact that these are pets, not toys, you know, acting less human than uh than at least the toys were to a certain extent, then I don't know. It could it could be a, a interesting twist on that particular tale.
0: Well, I guess the thing is I actually want to see it again now. Which I didn't before. I was like, oh no. Uh it does then remind you of that the rabbit poop joke at the end. <laughs> but let them but... keep
1: thinking that's funny until it's too late. Avon, did you
2: watch it? Not the new one. No, I haven't. I haven't.
0: Do you see the second one though? The, uh, the...
2: the one that um no one really cared for with the little rabbit. Yeah. Yeah, I I wasn't too uh I don't know. I didn't really care for how the turn that it took. I didn't like the first trailer though. Exactly. That first trailer was great. I'll...
0: And the second <laughs> one was poo. Quite
1: uh... literally. Thank you. Yeah, it was <laughs> rabbit
0: droppings. <laughs> this one, this one, much better. So, <laughs> Illumination, keep it up. Keep it all like that, please. Thank you.
1: Yes. <laughs> yes, indeed. What other that trailers was... came out this week?
0: Ah. Oh. Oh. There is the trailer, which is Kubo and the Two Strings second trailer.
1: All right,
0: this looks
1: amazing. The more and more I see of this animation, the more like my jaw dro- drops to the floor because it's just it's so it's so unique. Like I love the I love the style. I love the way that they're bringing more of this like world to life, and I want to learn more about the characters that are uh, going to be involved in this journey. It seems, at least from what the trailer was showing us,
0: and the mood in the trailer is really good as well. It's the atmosphere, and I I think that seems more like a like than we had previously because it's a bit of a departure for them. They've they've sort of made these sort of goofy films before, and then this is going to be Japanese inspired. But yeah,
1: like a Japanese uh, coming of age story, kind of.
0: But the actual atmosphere, it seems, from the trailer is quite sort of, you know, spooky and dark and things. So it's sort of still in line with their sort of style, I think.
1: You know what it reminded me of now that I'm really thinking of it? Um, it kind of, at least with the overall, like, tone, mood, and just kind of like this, like like you said, spooky but mysterious, but also like really adventurous, like, tone it's got going for it. It reminded me of never ending Story. Oh,
0: mm. interesting!
1: It, that's that's like the like the gut feeling that I'm kind of getting for this film, and because of that, it's making me all the more excited. Because the, when you have something like that, it's like the the limitations of what can happen are t- are taken off. So you know, I'm all, you know, I'm really excited for this movie. Like even more, I couldn't believe it even more so than I was already.
0: And I'm pretty sure this is this is like an original story. It's not based on any specific Japanese myths so they haven't they haven't got anything that they've got to stick by mm-hmm. so they can do what they want to its um,
1: benefit because it looks like what what they're creating is you know all the inspiration is maybe inspired by myths but the fact that they're doing their own thing will make it a much better uh, more more unique film
0: and there's a talking monkey
1: who <laughs> looks really cool and does kung fu I'm excited
0: I just yeah the action in it, it's like whoa <laughs> Stop-motion action. Amazing.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I can't can't remember the last time. I mean, there have been stop-motion films that have had action sequences, but never just like a full action film, at least that I'm aware of.
0: Not um, not many that I can think of, but yeah, just... uh, I wanted to see this so badly already. Uh, This is just...
1: (laughs) And we've got to wait till August, at least in... Some like August for that. Is that the US premiere or is that
0: the UK? Oh, that's US September here.
1: Ah, sob.
0: sob. So it's too long. That's
1: half. That's almost half a year away.
0: <sighs> oh God, <laughs> it's so <laughs> long away. <laughs> oh yeah.
1: It'll be but worth the it... wait, though. From what the trailers are showing us, it'll definitely be worth the wait.
0: Yeah, I I said before that this was my most anticipated animated film of the year, and I. So, yeah I stick by that it looks <laughs> it looks amazing, and actually we did a little little survey thing online and uh, Kubo won of the most anticipated i it, I can't say i'm surprised <laughs> it beat it beat even moana there you go wow, which people are also excited about um Disney so, yeah.
1: you have competition
0: mhm so we shall see how that turns out, although we're fairly sure it's going to be awesome. Yep. <laughs> and also, the other thing to say is the music on the trailer is really good.
1: Yeah, I was, was really impressed. I mean, I already liked the idea of the music and from what little they gave us in the previous trailer, but now it's like they found, had a chance to expand upon it in this one, and it was just like, whoa, it's, I'm getting chills.
0: <laughs> I, I recognized it, but I was like, I don't really, what is it? I can't quite put my finger on it. And then I discovered it was a Beatles cover. So, <laughs> oh yes, I have heard this song. <laughs> it is apparently a song called "While My Guitar Gently Weeps," and it's like sounds like it's done on one of I, I can't remember what they're called, the um, Japanese. Oh, instrument. the instrument
1: that uh, you see Kubo using in the film, right?
0: Yeah, which is obviously linked into plot. So I have the two strings being yeah, that's obviously something to do with it.
1: Yeah, I forget I, what those are called. I I I apologize. It's like I feel like I should know I should know this because I've, I've seen those instruments quite a few times, but I just I can never remember what they're called.
0: Uh, somebody tell us, I'm sure. They'll be like tweeting, you go, Oh hey, I can't believe you didn't know that it's called a such shuriken. and such. Yeah. Not sure it could obviously. It's not called that. No. <laughs> no. Um, August stroke September can't come soon enough. Mm-hmm. Um it's also your first sound of the voice cast. Um, you get to hear Kubo doing a voiceover. I think he's one of the kids out of Game of Thrones, I think. But he's doing an American accent.
1: Yeah, uh, I think I think maybe if that's the case, that's probably why I didn't recognise
0: him. Which is kind of weird. I, I That always gets me. Like, if you get somebody who's British or whatever, they get them to do an American accent. And you're like, well, if you only got them for their voice... <laughs> Why you get them to do another voice? <laughs>
1: yeah I don't
0: know It's a bit weird having like all well, American voices in this Japanese Thing but It's not surprising really Because <laughs> there aren't a lot of Like Asian American actors Who are well known Which is a problem obviously Very, so It's
1: very unfortunate
0: And that's That's a big issue At, at the moment Um all I could get was George Takei, apparently.
1: Hey, not that I'm not thrilled that we have George Takei in this movie. I'm excited. I'm actually very excited about that.
0: Of course, they could have just gone with unknowns, but hey. Because people would go and see it anyway because it's Leica. Well, they should mm. do. <laughs> or Maybe they wouldn't. I don't know. Pe- maybe people aren't. I don't know how much money they're made, actually. I don't know.
1: So, um, as far as... Uh... Oh, the other trailers that came out. Then the other big one was uh, the next, the one of the next zoo, uh, Zootropolis. Yes, trailers came the,
0: out. It's the UK trailer for Zootopia.
1: <laughs> I have to uh, say, it was rather. It was very different than the other trailers that I've seen in the past. So it looks like they were taking a new angle with it, focusing on the. Um, oh God, what was this? Uh, what's the character's name? The fox.
0: Yeah, Nick 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 Wilde. Nick.
1: Wilde they were focusing more on him instead of Judy. This time,
0: this time I, around. I read an interesting article about Zootopia recently, um, and how apparently, for a lot of the production, the film was uh, Nick Wilde was basically the main character. Oh! And then, like a year a year ago, they went, oh, "This isn't really working," and they switched to Judy as the main character. Um, because they decided it was better not to have like a cynical person <laughs> as the main character. They decided that they should have the, um they should have this the upbeat and more cheerful character as the focus rather than the the cynical person
1: it makes it makes for a more fun film at least as far as disney is concerned
0: yes um this trailer seems to actually tell you a bit more about the plot um and how how they become like the buddy unit and mismatched couple Cliché type thing. Yeah. And...
1: Buddy, Buddy Cop, I believe, is the name of those types of movies. Yeah. <laughs> Quite literally, mm-hmm. since there is a cop, one of the two characters is a cop in this movie. <laughs> but, uh, yeah.
0: This is the first time I've actually seen one of the UK trailers where it says Zootropolis, and it's weird. <laughs> mm-hmm. Previously, I've just watched all the American trailers, and I assume it's going to be the same, apart from the fact that they say Zootropolis. Where... <laughs> and, um, yeah, yeah. Dan is going to be watching Zootropolis next week because uh, wow. he is going to a masterclass thingy industry thing with I think with Rich Moore and Byron Howard I think nice. and getting a screening of Zootropolis um, <laughs> slash <laughs> Zootopia whatever um, Oh yeah <laughs> it just uh, still amuses me the fact that it's got the different title um, but it's a good trailer again. <laughs> Would you say I, I, it shows? I mean,
1: just just because of it, since it was focusing more on Nick Wilde in this uh, particular trailer, that they were able to get away with showing a lot more of the plot than the previous ones. Because I know I recognized a lot of similar scenes and was trying to pick away you know pick away any like new material that they're putting through. And I can't say I saw too much more, but I think there was like like one or two. Uh, like mostly with the stuff like showing how. Uh, Nick's been uh, scamming people. I think I was more like uh, doing his yeah. doing his thing before he meets Judy.
0: Yeah, it sort of puts what you've already seen into context. I think because um, you saw a lot of the later scenes in the earlier trailer, but this sort of shows you how they, you know, how they became the duo and go off on the. It sort of sets it up, mm-hmm. um, so it sort of shows you more where the plot is going. We still don't know where it, fortunately like where it's going beyond that, but we know the basic the basic setup more, which I think looks good
1: yeah the more the more I see of this movie the more I'm like really excited to see this evolving dynamic between these two characters, which I think is where the heart of the film is really going to be anyway, so as long as they do that right, then I think that's this is going to be a good successful film
0: it just looks so cute and funny basically and can we just put a nix on anyone ever mentioning the furry thing again? I'm just so sick of it. <laughs> just every time anyone mentions Utopia, so oh, fairies. Oh, oh, I'm such a scamp. Oh. Uh, it's like, oh. it's like that. Um...
1: Guys, because basically, what I have to say is that to that is, guys, calm down. <laughs> just calm down.
0: The thing is, I don't know why it's particularly being singled out. Because let's be faced. Let's be honest. On the internet, it's just the rule. There's porn of everything. So uh, yeah. <laughs> you don't need to just... There's
1: even a um, song about
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's just being singled out. And I don't know why. And someone, I saw a, a tweet, and I retweeted it because it was a good point. Someone was saying, why aren't people saying it's about Cuckoo Panda? Why are they t- concentrating on Zootopia? And Cuckoo <laughs> Panda's got loads of animals. And I suppose people would say, oh, obviously... Because in Concrete Pad, the animals aren't as sexy. Uh, oh! <laughs> <laughs> ah, I, that's I don't really know, funny. I don't know why. That's um, so mean. <laughs> I, I, I I just... Yeah, when people say, oh, they know what they're doing, they're doing it to, to cater to those people, I just think, no, they're not. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> it's just, yeah, there's people out there. What can you do? Um, just... just...
1: If they're ha- just if they're happy in their own thing, just leave them be. Just don't, don't, don't. <laughs> let's not raise a fuss, please.
0: Yeah, like the, that article I said about. For some reason, I don't know why I bothered. Um, I then kept reading through comments, which I shouldn't do. And obviously, the first post was someone going, "Yeah, fairies." Ah, ah, ah. And then there was another person who was complaining about the gazelle character, saying that it was fat shaming. Uh, uh making un- unrealistic body expectations it's a gazelle um i gazelle quite slender
1: Is yeah i was wrong? looking i was i i was looking at the character designs like it looks like a gazelle it's like you know it, it looks exactly like she's supposed to i mean, and it's also you know this character's an idol, so obviously idols you know dress and behave a certain way, so it's not like they're i don't understand why they're trying to say it's like oh they're trying to like evoke certain imagery or make it look like you know, uh, to fit a certain like, you know, idea for this character it's like, no, it's, they're just trying it out an idea just let them let, let's let see where it, what actually comes of it before we start, you know, getting up in arms.
0: Just some people just like to, <laughs> anything just jump on it straight away let's be, let's be offended by everything just yeah. like, and sometimes there's just not really anything there, like a gazelle, not um, being overweight, is one. I think <laughs> one area that where I think you're getting a bit carried away. Um, Just, okay, moving on. Yeah, let's let's move on. Did you see that trailer, everyone?
2: Um, I have not. I'm so sorry, but um, <laughs> yeah, I'm a little bit behind.
0: But have you seen any of the Zootopia trailers?
2: No, I. Yes, yes, in the very, very. Early, just like the the te- early trailers the,
0: like the teaser <laughs>
2: mm-hmm, yeah yeah exactly yeah did yeah you see the much did you see the
1: sloths nope
2: no, oh, no. That's, that, i that, know that's
1: the one bit of the movie that there's just, like really pushing
2: i'm looking forward to it though that's for sure i mean uh yeah i uh honestly i've just been uh uh focused on my couple things and that's uh, super super busy but um but yeah they're on my list for sure
0: yeah, so that's a really good trailer. Um, uh, <laughs> and then moving on to another trailer that there's been. There's been another trailer for the Angry Birds movie. Uh,
1: yeah, I actually saw that when I was in the movies uh, last night. They were um, expanding a little bit more on the quote-unquote plot of the film. <laughs> <laughs> so, eh, my impression is, like, as far as a- adapting... An Angry Bird film could, you know, it's it's okay. It's it it looks like it's giving up, you know, a try at a decent humor, I guess. And uh, at least finding a way to like maybe like actually make the plot of the game, you know, actually you know mean something. But again, I'm I would never really played. I never really played Angry Birds to be to be honest, so I'm not really sure if I'm the kind of person who this uh, film is trying to target.
2: Yeah, I played it, but um, I really I, I would never think there was st- a strong enough narrative there to do anything. <laughs> I don't know. It seems like a little bit of a stretch. Maybe I didn't play it long enough. <laughs> Maybe it there are probably, other iterations.
1: If if, if, it, no, if I, you ask me, it, it probably would make much better of a short film. A short animated film than an actual full-length feature film like they're trying to make it Mm-hmm. but this is what we're getting and as far as uh what we're getting goes i'm i hope it does something funny different than other you know films based on video game properties so we'll have just again wait and see until the actual film comes out
0: they've taken sort, sort of a quite fun angle with the whole thing of actually they've taken it to the natural area. Where, why is this bird so angry basically? <laughs> um, oh. And let's send him on some anger management, <laughs> um, which is, <laughs> oh, you know, you've got to give them some credit for, because I don't know how, how you'd even start building a, a film around that game when there's right. really nothing to it. Um, but what they're doing with it is at least quite creative, I think. Um, there's also some stuff in the trailer that's kind of icky. Um,
1: yeah, that that part of the trailer, in terms of you know this that particular bit of humor was, or that because we're supposed to take it as humor.
0: But I yes. remember
1: when I watched it, and even when we were, um, I was you know sitting with all the other people around me in the theater, we're just kind of like, I think I heard like a chuckle of like maybe a kid or somewhere in the back, but. No one else was laughing. Hmm. So it's like, that's not a good side movie. This is supposed <laughs> to be one of your big, you know, this is the big comedic thing. You wait for the end of the trailer to show off and it's getting little to no response. I'm sorry. Yeah,
0: I'm, not... yeah, I'm, sorry. I'm hoping it doesn't go there a lot, that kind of humor.
1: <laughs> I hope so too. I hope that's just like a one time thing.
0: Although, I suppose that'd be different. there aren't many gross out family animated films really other (laughs) Um, it'd be something a bit different not necessarily a good thing but it'd it'd at least make it stand out I suppose did you see that Angry Birds movie it was gross that's not the usual (laughs) thing people would say
1: yeah well better than more fart jokes
0: I'm sure there'll be some of them as well
1: because I'm, 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 i swear, I swear, I swear, I'm gonna quote, I'm gonna quote Doctor Hugh here, and just like I, like because I see this in like a lot of like really like mediocre kids cartoons or films, like with all the fart jokes, and I just, I want to say, I basically just sit and say, excuse me, would you mind not farting while I'm saving the world?
0: <laughs> oh, Angry Birds, you're a booby. That's a thing. Um, so yeah, not a lot more to say about that one, is there really?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah i would also say the same of um another teaser trailer that came out that i also saw in theaters literally right after angry birds that was uh that we were talking about on the new trailers this weekend it's um the trolls movie
0: yeah um uh, that tiny tiny mm-hmm. little teaser that basically shows you the characters um shows you what the character design's is going to be look like um I don't know why they're making this movie. To be
1: honest, neither like, do I. Because I don't. I don't think I've seen a troll doll. Oh my god! In almost over five years,
0: a really weird thing <laughs> to be made. like. When I heard about it, I, I didn't. I couldn't imagine that it could be those little ugly little freaky things with the hair. I was like, no, it must must just be about some trolls. But no, it's about the freaky little hmm. ugly doll things with the hair. Um, at least the character designs are cuter than the actual. <laughs> than
1: the actual troll dolls themselves, yeah.
0: They've just got the distinctive hair, but they're they've made them like more cute to look at. And it looks like it's going to be musical because they're all dancing and and weird. Um, yeah, and someone's going to try and eat them. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> There's a bunch of musical people in the cast. Uh, cuz Anna Kendrick's known for singing and stuff cuz of Pitch Perfect. Yeah, and she
1: and I, I I like the fact that, you know, she's she's a good actress and I and I do you know I, I really enjoyed her in Pitch Perfect and in other
0: I, I movies she's been advice. in her
1: Into but, the Woods. But, yeah, Into the Woods as
2: uh, she was Cinderella, wasn't she? Yeah, she was amazing. I love that movie. And she's musical.
1: Awesome. <laughs> so, at least just for my initial impression, the fact that that, you know, this movie really didn't need to happen. I'm just kind of wondering if she can if she and whoever else is, you know, casting this movie can save it.
0: But we don't really know anything based on this tiny teaser. It might no. be it might be a surprise, but it kind of looks more like sort of what Dreamworks used to do rather cuz they can do How to Change a Dragon and they can do Kung Fu Panda or they can do Sharks Dale and <laughs>
1: oh yes i remember that
2: movie
0: and um yeah with this and with home last year it's like it's almost like i don't know i hope they're not going back in that direction because they, so they can do so much better because <laughs> they can do so much better
1: if they have proven that with this um with you know like you said with how to train your dragon and kung fu panda that's like they've proven they can their animated movies can be so much more than what they initially, you know, the kind of, you know, products they were initially putting out. And in all honesty, I would prefer seeing them continue to move in that, you know, the direction of How to Train Your Dragon and Kung Fu Panda, as opposed to just trying to find something nostalgic to try and uh, reboot it and make it popular again and just make it cute, you know, cutesy and funny and just not really, not a whole lot of substance to it.
0: I wonder if they just kind of ended up with the rights to trolls by mistake. Because <laughs> <I mean>, <laughs>
1: that would be funny.
0: Because <laughs> I can't imagine that there'd be an executive thinking about you know what the kids love today. <laughs> totally. trolls. No,
1: they don't. Because I swear, I like I said, I haven't seen a troll doll at least you know not in a toy store for a long time. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they've become like a hit sensation when I wasn't looking. But I swear the last like I swear the last time I saw a troll doll. Was um I like not an actual troll doll, but like actually saw that was in the beginning part of Toy Story three.
0: Coming next summer, Furby the movie. <laughs> oh
1: no! <laughs> that would um, be that would be terrifying. I mean, I would actually see that it was that they made a Furby movie. It was actually supposed to be a horror film.
0: Because
1: <laughs> 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 I swear, that's what the, that's what those those toys are scary as hell
0: so yeah, trolls, that's a thing uh, and there was one other really tiny, tiny teaser, which was Finding Dory um, which there's really nothing to say much about it, it's just got Dory in it because it's Finding Dory <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, it's basically it, just kind of reminding us what we already know that this is a film that is happening and you know, it's still Dory, still cute still pretty funny
0: it's going, you like Dory, don't you? here she is again <laughs> So it's actually got less in it than the previous teaser, which is that was
1: unexpected.
0: That's not normally the way it works.
1: Yeah, I, I would have expected <laughs> to see this trailer first. Yeah. Then later, like with this, when the new the second trailer would have been the one with more explanation of what the plot's about, and you know, scenes with more more characters than just Dory. But. What do I know? I'm not. In the, I'm not in the movie industry. I don't know how they have you know the whole making goings on between making trailers and releasing them. So maybe there's a reason for that.
0: But it, yeah, still gonna be good. I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> and that's the trailers. A um, couple of other stories, just quickly. Um, there is going to be a new Justice League animated series on Cartoon Network. Um,
1: that is news to me. I have, I'll admit, I'm normally, when it comes to, and you know, at least with the DC Universe and uh, Cartoon Network said, you know, DC animated, you know, franchise. Normally, I keep my ear to the ground, but I did. That's the first time hearing of this.
0: It's called Justice League Action, and it is going to be on Cartoon Network, and it's going to have the voice of Kevin Conroy as Batman. Uh, they've released basically just some images so you can see the art style. Looks fairly cartoony,
1: really kind super of... cartoony or and oh, um, it looks interesting, it's different,
0: it's apparently gonna be um like eleven minute episodes, which is not typical for an action series
1: oh they're 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 keeping them like little short episodes, kind of thing,
0: yeah, huh, whether they'll be multi parties, I don't know, um that might be one way of doing it,
1: hmm. It's different, I'll give it that, and the fact that they've got, they somehow got Kevin Conroy to come, you know, I thought, I thought he was done with doing Batman for a while, but apparently I was wrong, and I'm, you know, in in my mind, he is the voice of Batman, so nothing, no live-action movie or anything will be able to change my mind otherwise, so in hindsight, I guess I'm, I should be very, very happy to hear that he's, you know, he's still getting work as doing the voice of Batman.
0: Oh, it's also going to feature Mark Hamill as Joker. Whoa! James Woods <laughs> as Lex Luthor. Okay. So yeah.
1: All right. Uh, two thumbs way, way up for the casting choice of this show. I'm okay. I'm. Um, I can. I, you can consider me on board just for that. I'm.
0: Sorry.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. I just love the Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill. I uh, love the fact that they, the, they were the voices for. Uh, batman and joker for so long i'm just it doesn't get any better than that for me
0: <laughs> so far there's no details uh, like when it's gonna air or anything but it's been confirmed that it's happening um all right and it is there hasn't been a new like justice league series for a while has there i don't think
1: no don't not think. since I'm... um let's see not since uh I know there was just the original Justice League cartoon like back in the early 2000s and then they, you know, expanded with Justice League Unlimited and I think that was the last official like, you know, Justice League you know, show that I can think of that was part of the whole DC animated, you know, universe and then they kind of hinted at some Justice League stuff with, um, when they did the show Young Justice Mm -hmm. a while back and, uh, which is also a very good show but, um yeah, it's, it's they kind of moved away from that for a little while and uh so yeah i guess they're bringing it back now
0: i think cartoon network sort of moved away from action really didn't it?
1: they did for a good a good bit they were just kind of keeping to like their um their short cartoons you know their their shorter like more humorous based cartoons because i know they still had the whole dc um dc kind of animated block with just you know shows that were they're based on a dc uh Comics, like I know, they um, think the only one they have to their name right now, at least that I can think of off the top of my head, was the uh, the Teen Titans Go cartoon, which I have my own uh, personal feelings about.
0: They're not good, but (laughs) that's that's kind of the impression I get. But apparently, it's the kids like it. Uh, (laughs) It's really it goes very popular with children so it's
1: like i ra- i take your teen titans go and i raise you at a- actual teen Titans show that came out back when you know back in you know cartoon cartoon network's glory days and i dare like it was so much better guys why
0: i had an awesome theme tune i'll give you yeah that.
1: and then they they still somehow managed to botch even that up with the teen titans go so good job good job guys good-
0: you know what musical cue is going on in this week's episode now? Oh, God, no!
1: <laughs> the, the, the proper one.
0: No, okay, good. The, the pro- if it's the proper one,
1: then I'll...
0: All right, sure. Go. Go for it. <laughs> um, yeah, and in also DC-related news, but this is actually in the world of comics, but I just wanted to mention it because it's mental. Um, DC are doing a bunch of comics based on Hanna-Barbera comic- cartoons, Um that are going to be sort of reimaginings of some of the classic series, including The Flintstones, Scooby Doo, and Wacky Races, um, but sort of an action y hard edge sort of version of them. There's,
1: some of those I could if you do it the right way I couldn't understand why you'd want to do something like that. But at least with stuff like like, you know, wacky races, you take out the humor and try to make that more of a serious like, you know, story like you that's taking away what it was, to be honest with you. It's like who why? Why would you do that?
0: It's gonna be a series called Scooby Apocalypse. Um
1: no, that's not what it's called. Please t-
0: please tell me you're joking. <laughs> I wish I was. Oh um, my god, no. And, uh, yeah, Shaggy's now got a big hipster beard and um, mm. ash and uh, tattoos and... Um, no! No! Yeah, no! Daphne seems to have a big gun. Um, does Fred, who's got tribal tattoos. Um, Sometimes, Scooby- like, this,
1: they're just... There are things you don't do. No one's told thi- them. <laughs> there's
0: just things you don't do, guys. That's not oh Oh And yeah, Flintstones just look more serious version of the Flintstones. Um this is a really weird idea. Uh I don't <laughs> this they the images basically look like the kind of thing you'd see on, on Deviant Art and go, Oh, that's kinda of cool. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's like, oh, that's nice and never pay another second thought. It's Just like It's a nice idea, but you never actually want to see it actualized.
0: Wacky Races looks kind of like they're trying to do Wacky Races meets Mad Max, which is a thing, I suppose.
1: Eh, I mean Okay, if you're going to come if you're going to try and take something that's a bit more, you know, hardcore and try and put with Wacky Races, I could understand I could understand that at least because, you know, it's all it's all madness when you come down to it, but still there was just God, the Wacky Races just had a charm to it. If you take out that charm, it's just like you, you, you lose something important about what made it so fun to watch in the first place, but that's just eh.
0: This is the joint weirdest news of the week I think, along with that Pikachu Great Detective game
2: <laughs> oh yeah, I saw, I did see screenshots of that like pretty adorable. <laughs>
0: Pikachu is a detective now.
2: <laughs> I just that's all what? I know, but I just saw a couple of images and I was like, oh, that's cute. <laughs> that's it. That's all I know.
0: <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I just saw a bunch of people on Twitter making jokes about Pikachu being a detective <laughs> and they were they were quite funny. And then I discovered it was an actual thing. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's really happening. Although it has Apparently led to a petition um, so that people are petitioning because <laughs> Pikachu <laughs> has apparently got the voice of a man in, in this new game. Like a well, really
1: deep voiced man?
0: Yeah. Oh uh, god. And there's a petition <laughs> uh, to get Danny DeVito to do the voice for the English version.
1: No! Nothing against Danny DeVito. I'm sorry but I don't I'm think Pikachu. No! <laughs> no. Pikachu. Oh. Pikachu Pika Pika. pika. <laughs> Chris, Chris, you're hurting me. You're, you're you're hitting me right in the childhood. Sorry. Oh.
0: This, this game would obviously be much better if you just thought like Pikachu. Yeah, I
1: mean that would just be that would just be
0: funny. Pikachu in a deerstalker hat, there you go. Sold. That's all you <laughs> need. Anyway, I think that's the news.
1: Alright. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, some good
0: some bad yeah some mind-blowing apparently yeah makes my brain yeah working. i know i'm I'm, I'm um, still trying
1: to recover from just those last couple of stories like oh my god
0: <laughs> so um now we're going to talk a bit about some stuff we've been watching um i know rachel you watched something interesting interesting
1: i did i know you You'll probably have guessed when I said I was at the theater last night, but uh, there was a certain movie that came out this weekend that I kind of couldn't wait to see. And that would be Kung Fu Panda 3.
0: Mm. Uh, I thought it was Norm of the North.
1: I have heard things about Norm of the North, and I'm just... (laughs) I'm not going to touch that thing with a 10-foot pole.
0: No, don't blame you. (laughs) But no,
1: I saw a vastly superior film the other night in Kung Fu Panda 3. And while I'm not going to go into too much detail. Because I want to save that discussion for. Um, when uh, I next time we could speak with uh, Jill. Who was all who also sh- uh, should have seen that movie uh, this weekend. Hopefully. And um, uh, it was definitely a very very enjoyable movie. A great kind of ending to the whole franchise in general. If they, if they are indeed going to leave it off here. Because it seems to me, like, they can't really, they shouldn't make it go anywhere else after this. At least not as far, you know, with, with Poe as the main character. But it was very enjoyable, very visually stunning. Like, even more so than the previous films, if you can believe that. But, um, it's, you know, if you are a fan of the previous films, go watch this movie. It is, you are not going to be disappointed. At least, I know I wasn't.
0: I would, I would if I could, but I can't. Because <laughs> it's not out here till March, damn it. <laughs> Soon, Chris. Soon you'll get to see it. <sighs>
1: but it will be, it'll Soon. be worth the wait, I promise.
0: Yeah, I think I'm going to rewatch the first two in the meantime because it's a long time <laughs> since I've seen them. Yeah. Uh, especially the second one, which I can't remember. I've only seen it once, I think. So oh,
1: I love the second one. Like, even even though I love this film. I still like say, but just with what the, the second film was able to do and how it was able to completely like upset expectations. I think that's still my favorite
0: one. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. That bridge scene always sticks with me. Um, which bridge scene I'm trying to remember and Kung Fu Panda when they're, um, with like all, all four heroes are, um, battling, uh, uh Oh, from the first film. Oh, is it the
1: first one? Yeah, I think the one with their, where they're fighting. Um. Oh God, what was his name? the The first the first antagonist, uh, Ty Long, It Lung is on the, the first bridge. One. It
2: yeah, is the first one. Yeah, I don't know. I you know think it's the
1: sequel. That. You know it's the sequel if the main antagonist is a peacock. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, so like the, the whole fact that they were able to choreograph just you know a fighting peacock with the big old tail and everything. I just, I, I still get blown away every single time I see that. It's like, how could they, how did they do that? How did they well, the, make
2: that work? Well, that's the thing though. I mean, that bridge scene is so incredible. The animation is so incredible. The weight and everything. Yeah. I need to watch this films again.
1: Yeah. I think Yvonne, I does as, as an animator, I think you would really, really enjoy uh, the third one for when you get the opportunity to watch it because oh, it's Cool. They they were able to do a lot with this, like a lot more of melding of the, um, you know, the the two D and the three D animation, kind of like intermingling, nice. like seamlessly between each other. It was my, I just, I couldn't, I wanted to watch it again, like right then and there,
0: just so oh, I could see awesome. more.
2: That's awesome.
0: I have heard some people sort of suggesting that they thought that this one was being sort of unceremoniously dumped just because they're releasing it in January, but I don't think that's the case at all. No. Nah. Uh, because it was supposed to come out at the end of last year, I think, and they moved it because it was too close to Star Wars. And like,
1: yeah, and that was a very smart move. As,
0: oh, yes, it was. So <laughs> um, and I think that they, because Home came out around sort of this time last year. Um, it might, might be near in March, but it was early in the year. And I think that made a lot of money. So I think they've just realized, hey, you can make lots of money whenever you get released, really. (laughs) Especially if there's nothing else being released at the time. So, I don't think... And it sounds like it's been doing well so far, so... Yeah. Signs are good. Yep. (laughs) That's really all I've
1: had the time to watch, unfortunately, because it's been a very... Very busy week for me, but at the but at the very same, I'm very really happy. If there was anything I was going to see this week, I'm very happy. I'm very pleased that it was Kung Fu Panda Three.
0: Yeah, and we will have obviously a much more detailed conversation on the podcast about that in future when yes. more people have seen it, or at least Jill.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I know, I know. Once uh, Jill's seen it, we can we could probably go on and talk about it a little bit more in detail.
0: Woo. Um, i've been watching a bunch of stuff um uh i've been watching an anime series to review um uh free, you never get it guess it was actually quite strange series which is very unusual for anime obviously um mm. <laughs> uh and it's called world conquest i think you pronounce it Zvezda. um it's basically about like a like secret organization that wants to take over the world sort of pinky in the brain style um, mm. but this secret organization is run by a little girl um, and yeah and also the people in the secret organization are the main characters uh, and they're fighting against you know like a an organization that's trying to stop them wh- who would normally be the main characters in most things <laughs> uh, and it's I, th- I think it's like, um, it's more, it sounds sort of like superhero type thing, but I think it's um, sort of paying homage more to Japanese superhero type things, like a bunch of sort of 70s giant robot shows type things with, um, I think there's a series called Yatta Man and things like that.
1: Oh, the yes, Yatterman. They
0: Man. Ha- they have a particular type of costume, and I think the characters in this, their costumes are based on that kind of thing. They've got masks and strange coats and things and um, there's one character who's got sort of a skeleton mask um and also based a bit around sort of they're called sentai shows which are things like power rangers oh
1: <laughs> yes i love those things
0: i think i think that's what it's referencing more than sort of american superhero type things mm. um but a lot of the time it's more of sort of a sitcom type thing because they're they're they don't seem to be doing a lot of work on this trying to to conquer the world type thing um, because I don't know how what they're doing is supposed to move them towards world conquest because they're doing things like um, there's one episode that revolves around them trying to stop people smoking (laughs) because they decide decide that they hate people smoking in public and not stopping when they ask them to so this whole uprising against smokers happens (laughs) And the smokers rebel, and they um, they go and like they all hide, and there's like a war between the smokers and the non-smokers. Um, so that that's a bit mental.
2: Um, <laughs> Sounds kind of like the leftovers, no? <laughs> and,
0: and there's another episode where what well, part of the um, thing is that the people who are in the two secret organisations they they know each other like in their. Um, their um normal identities but they don't know that they so they're like going to school together and one of them's in the secret organization and one's in the one that fight them and they have no idea that the other one is in the other even though it's really obvious <laughs>
1: you know that's the, that for some reason that kind of reminds me of this anime that i watched a while back to a certain at least to a certain extent reminds me of um a show that i watched a while back called, uh it was um called star driver not sure if you're familiar yeah.
0: I've heard of it, but I don't know anything about
1: it. It kind of has a little bit of the same idea, the fact, you know, at least, you know, you have these, the main characters who are all going to the school, but they're actually going to school with the bad guys of the series. And the, Mm. I mean, the bad guys know who the, the bad guys know who the good guys are, but the good guys don't know who the bad guys are. To a certain extent, it's just like, come on, guys, you go to school with them.
0: But there's (laughs) this really um, amusing idea where they go off, the the two the two groups all go go off on their um sort of staff holiday type thing to a um hot springs and there's um there's an old couple uh, who run the hot springs and it turns out that the 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 old man is in one organization and the old woman is in the other organization nice and they're completely unaware of the other one being that sounds like a kind of
1: like identity joke that would only exist in an anime like this
0: yeah and yeah it's pretty strange and it's kind of fun and weird and i'm enjoying it so far it's not amazing i but i shall obviously have to wait till i get to the end of the series to do an overall um review but so look out for that soon um because it seems like kind of towards the end it might try and get a bit more serious which I'm not sure how that's going to go because it's a really out there and daft idea and I'm enjoying it being out there and daft <laughs> oh and also there's these weird little mascotty characters little colorful blobs that um that can all uh, like merge together to make a giant octopus oh wonderful <laughs> so that's fun <laughs> So yeah, uh, World Conquest of Ester it's called, and it, by the time you hear this, it will be out on DVD and Blu-ray in the UK, and I think from mang no, for, yeah from manga, and it will be out. I guess I think it's Aniplex released it in the US, and okay. I'm sure it's streaming as well. Um, also, I've watched a lot of shorts this week actually because there is a a um, thing called the Japan Animator Expo. That is, um, it is actually set up by Hideako Anno, who is the uh, director best known for Evangelion and a bunch of other stuff. Like um, he also worked on um, Noicekera back in the day. Yeah, he was an animator on that, and he's yeah, he was famous at, when he worked at Gainax, and then he went off and founded his own studio. Um, and this studio has set up this thing called Animator Expo, which is basically just a sun- set of an, um, shorts, completely unrelated. Um, it's supposed to be like an experimental thing just to, um, for pe- for animators and uh, directors and writers and everything, and musicians, uh, just to basically let their hair down and experiment in the short form. And they were released temporarily um, uh, online before and then they disappeared again. And then they got re released at the beginning of January and, and they were only available till the end of January. And so then realised I had to try and watch them all <laughs> over the weekend. <laughs> um, and there's 35 of them, but they're all like, um, they're all sort of under 10 minutes, um, sort of most of them about six minutes or so, especially. Especially if you like, um, skip the intros and everything. Um, so as you might imagine, it's a bit of a mixed bag. Um, some of them are amazing.
1: <laughs> yeah, that I, I I'll admit that I'll uh I got a chance to watch some of those as well after you posted the link to them, and uh, yeah, I had I had the exact same kind of reaction. They were definite mixed bags. Some were like really impressive, others were just kind of like what the heck. And now it was funny that you mentioned that that this whole thing was started by one of the primary brains behind Evangelion, because I did see quite a few Evangelion related shorts in there too.
0: Yeah. I think there's three different Evangelion related ones. Um, And one of them's like a 3D CG one. That's really quite impressive. And apparently the um, studio who did that are, I don't know if it's the director, but that studio at least um, are the ones that are, Gonna team up with Miyazaki for that, um, his first CG short.
1: Interesting. We'll the Caterpillar. That, that was them? And
0: yes, I believe so. Oh. They're called, because huh. they're, they're called, like, Steven Steven or something. Um, mm-hmm. and that was one of the more impressive ones. Um, definitely. A lot of them, most of them are 2D animation, but there's a few that have employed this, um, turned out to be quite popular in anime at the moment which is a sort of it's a 3D look but they've tried to make it look 2D sort mm-hmm. of cell shaded yeah they've yeah. done I've, I've um, seen
1: them do that before like i know um a lot of video games uh that they've seen that style in a lot of video games so far like i know um the naruto based games are really really good at doing that kind of animation
0: yeah they, they seem to do it quite well in in games but for some reason when they do it in anime um it doesn't tend to look that great to me. Um, it's because I think they apparently try and copy the anime style, um, like the number of frames. And when you put the, um, the 3D CG and you d- do it with that same number of frames, it looks really jerky. Um, and it just doesn't look very smooth. And it really just brings you out of it, I think. And basically when they do that style they don't look so great to me but <laughs> a lot of them that are really just smoothly traditionally animated are really gorgeous to look at mm-hmm. um, one of the first ones is about um this girl who's obsessed with cycling
1: oh i saw that
0: one it's called hill climb girl and it's really weird to me because it shows it shows uh, sequences from the tour de france and my dad is obsessed with the tour de france so i've seen well... i've seen it like he's He's been watching it for, like, 20 years or something. Uh, So I've... Over the years, I've, you know, been sitting down (laughs) when he's had it on. So I've seen... And it's like, this is just like the Tour de France. And even Stranger, it's actually got... There's this... The first British guy who won Tour de France. (laughs) He won it in, like, 2012. Um, He's called Bradley Wiggins, and he's quite a character. Uh, He's quite distinctive, because he's got these big sideburns and everything. Um, And he's in this and it's really weird. Uh, he's like her icon and he's like this anime version. He's called Bradley Wiggins. And it's really weird. Um, I was um,
1: wondering about he, that because I remember like watching that short and I was like, who is this guy? I was like, Oh wait. And then I asked my brother. And it's like, Oh, so he's an actual person. Awesome.
0: Yeah. He won the Tour de France and then he won a gold medal at London 2012. And yeah, he's, he was quite a big deal. <laughs> I was like, well, what? what's he doing in this? This is really weird. Um, <laughs> And then some of them are just kind of, some of them are just like, "Hey, here are some boobs." Um, <laughs> to honest, you honest.
1: mean you mean cassette girl? Did you see that one?
0: I did see that one. That yeah. was that was that... the
1: big one. It was like, oh look it, we have some really very nicely timed shots of the main characters behind or or you know what? So it's just like, oh, good because yeah. I was oh. wondering if this is anime I was watching.
0: Some of it does go... Oh, actually, I can see that this comes from the same source as Gainax, really. Yeah. (laughs) And another one that I really liked, um... It was, um... Oh, it's got a really strange name. I didn't realise that's what it was called. It's called 20 Minute Walk from Nishi or Okiabuku Station Two Bedrooms, Living Room, Dining Room, Kitchen Two Months, Deposit, No Pets Allowed.
1: allowed.
0: I saw that one! It's It's a bit of a mouthful, um... But it's it's this girl who wakes up and then realizes that she's tiny and she's shrunk down in her apartment. Um, and obviously, she's naked because it's anime. Um, and she's <laughs> running around and trying to get like attention of I don't know. if it, I think it's her boyfriend um, who's stomping around like Godzilla style in comparison to her. Um, like she's trying to get his attention. And then like the twist at the end is that. You see, from his his um, his point of view, she's been turned into a cockroach.
1: <gasps> yeah. So you see, the entire time he's trying to chase her, around, you know, because he thinks he's just a co- She's just a cockroach. She's gonna squish her, and she's just like trying to get, mm. you know, it's like no, no, don't do that.
0: Yeah. Hmm. But that was a fun one. Um, whatever ones did I see? Oh, and there's this one called Oh Chan, and this <laughs> this was a cute one. It's about this um. Uh, at the beginning you see like uh, a young girl and she's like getting out of bed getting ready and then she um, goes to work and her job is a ghost (laughs) so (laughs) puts a sheet sheet over her head so you see and it's it's like you know the typical cartoon ghost of a sheet um, but with legs sticking out the bottom and (laughs) that is like just loads of little tiny little vignettes. I'd say it? vignettes. Vignettes. <laughs> vignettes. Oh, that... now I know. <laughs> I've, <laughs> I've I've seen that written down so many times. I never know how you say it. Thank you. <laughs> You're yeah. welcome. Lots of vignettes um, about this little ghost character, and that was really cute. And she's got a cat ghost as well, which is <laughs> which has got the little sheet and the four little legs sticking out at the bottom. And I'd like. <laughs> I just. I was like, I wish this was like a comic or something i'd love this (laughs) (laughs) and there's a lot of them that are just basically about giant robots as well big surprise (laughs) i loved them they were great there were some great really good giant robot ones um and the other one i oh a couple of others i want to mention Uh, (laughs) boo boo and Boobalina was another one that had a really gorgeous style um it looked like this would be the best 2D platform game ever, basically. <laughs> wow. It's just got this really gorgeous sort of pastly hand-drawn sort of thing. And you sort of see it from side on in certain shots. And it just kind of looked like a, a beautiful sort of indie game to me. <laughs> and I like that one. Um, and the other one uh, I wanted to mention... Bureau of Proto Society was quite good. Um, it's like a like a war room of a bunch of people talking around, sitting around, um, and trying to work out what happened to the world. And hmm. they basically, all their evidence that they've got in inverted commas is um, from basically like movies and TV shows. So they were like, oh, aliens! Aliens did it! And they go, no, 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 no. It was zombies. <laughs> <laughs> so they're just watching all these clips. And go! Oh no! No, this is definitely what happened. <laughs> <And> now, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't see that one. That sounds funny. And then, then like at the end, someone breaks in and goes, "No, the world's still there. Look, we've got footage." And they show the footage. And they go, oh, look, the world looks beautiful. And and then it scrolls down. And then there's like an anime girl at the bottom, and like, oh, and it's an opening sequence to <laughs> an anime sequence, the TV series. <laughs> oh, that's great. And the. The thing is that um, by the time you listen to this, uh, they won't be online anymore because um, they're coming off on the 31st of January, but they've got to be doing something with them. Surely <laughs> they wouldn't have put all this effort in to make things available for like a month. Um, so I'm sure they'll leave. I'd love to, you know, like be able to buy a blu-ray of the set of them or something. You could, that would be awesome. Cause they're, like I said, they're not all amazing. Some of them are really weird, um, but they, as a collection, they'd be great. And some of them are just music videos, but there's such beautiful animation in a lot of them. And Very just, unique, too. Yeah, and I just love the short form, basically. Um, it gives you such freedom, and it's really nice to see this. And I, hopefully you'll be able to see it somewhere soon. And if you can, I really recommend it. Um, not, Likewise. Not all of them will work for you, probably, but some of them will um and also i wanted to talk about another short that i didn't i didn't mention on the podcast before um cuz i watched it like it was released like at the end of last year and then there wasn't any podcast where i had the opportunity to talk about it um but i really liked it so i just wanted to mention it and it's called fresh cut grass uh, i
2: love that short I yep, love I, that short
0: i thought you'd see that so well <laughs> Uh yeah,
2: I in the Edinburgh uh, animation festival that I went to. That oh first, they showed it there. Yeah, that was I mentioned that short when um on the very first podcast. Oh, <laughs>
0: video.
2: oh uh, nice. <laughs> I loved that short, yeah, so good.
0: It's made by um Boulder Media mm-hmm. who are the Irish animation studio who are responsible for the animation of the twenty fifteen danger mouse series which is ace um and it's directed by the guy who directed that and he's called robert cullen and yeah it's this um so good it's about this little (laughs) puppy dog who goes off to the big city to meet his sister and it's (laughs) not quite what you expect it's gonna be it's
2: got yeah it's so sweet and dark like you know it's just too cute you know like you know something horrible is about to happen and that's all. I mean, it's just, it's great. It's not, there's only a trailer available online right now, right? You can't. Really no,
0: no, you can watch it now.
2: Oh, you can watch the whole thing? Oh, fantastic. Yeah, that's
0: that's fantastic. why, because um, that's why I wrote it up, because it, yeah. it was only just available online, like, late December, I think. Mm, so, yeah. Um,
2: that's
0: awesome. So I recommend you watch that, people. Um, <laughs> so good. Uh, oh, have you seen, um, talking of shorts, have you seen... Uh, well, tomorrow, yeah, Don Hartsfield
2: Not yeah, not yeah. That like, yeah, in the next like couple of days, I need Girl. to watch that
0: because I I talked about it on the podcast last week because it's good.
2: Hmm.
0: <laughs> it's only like sixteen minutes, so I know you're very right. busy and you have have a lot of shots to watch <laughs> for yourself. <laughs>
2: Uh, yeah, I'm uh, pretty much well. I'm not always. Got, I, I actually am about 20 films behind, but um, but we have uh, we have February through May programmed at this point. Wow, which is really cool. Um, and then um, we'll probably and we're working on one more month because I need to make sh- sure I, um, we have. I don't know, I'd like to have like a few months done ahead of time. <laughs> I'm still working on a system, but um, yeah, we've got an amazing lineup um, coming up for February 10th, and uh, yeah, they're incredible films. And then we also are going to show, in March, we'll be showing um, one of Bill Clinton's films, Footprints. Wow. I
0: don't know if you
2: ever saw that short. We'll be screening that in March, as well as um, a short called Fred, which you can actually watch online. I'm a huge fan of this guy's work, Misha Klein. He did stop-motion animation, and he also um, worked on Anomaly, so um, as an animator, I I don't know, I haven't talked to him about that, I just saw his name in the credits. Seriously, the films are amazing. They're from all around the world, Um, so uh, yep, in the same space, the out-to-sea space um, through April, and then we should have, we'll have a new venue in May to be announced.
0: Okay. (laughs) I'm, i kind of guess what your answer is going to be, but Yvonne, have you been watching the at all?
2: <laughs> um, you know, actually, while I've been rendering stuff for Tap, um, I did catch up on some Rick and Morty. <laughs> <Hey>! Yeah, <laughs> and um, you know, that's just great. I think I'm still ending at the tail end, just the last couple episodes of season one. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's great to be able to. So I have a little bit of downtime, you know, when I'm rendering these small little shots for the tap movie. So um, it kind of works out great to um, catch up on Animation Nights uh, submissions and also watch little things like that. So. But otherwise, yeah, I've just been uh, helping coordinate um, and produce uh, the Out to Sea Festival and uh, work on Animation Nights New York stuff. There's been a lot to do, plus freelance work plus tap stuff, so I've been kind of um, just, you know, keeping my nose to the ground, <laughs> like just
0: just working
2: and staying focused and, you know, trying to get enough sleep and stuff. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah, that's quite kind of important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> Honestly, just to get through, it's like stay healthy and focus <laughs> That's all I can do, but um, it's good though, it's all really good stuff, like, um, yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay so moving on um <laughs> before the next episode comes out um next Sunday I believe um there is going to be the Annie Awards
2: yeah
0: um so we thought that we would just talk about that for a bit um do a little preview of maybe well a bit of a recap of what's nominated and what we might hope might win I guess um and as you may remember um, basically the Pixar films <laughs> got a record number of nominations Wow between uh, inside out good dinosaur and Sanjay super team um 25 <laughs> nominations they got Wow yeah. and uh, when you could say the good dinosaur didn't even get a nomination at the Oscars so um... well
1: at least it's getting acknowledged because I will I will def- I mean I know that's considered because of the numbers it had. It was considered. It was technically considered a, a Pixar flop. But I, I still think that movie deserves more of a you know more props than it's getting. Totally. So, so I'm I'm glad to see that it's still it's still on here. Even though, out of the two Pixar films, I I bet you Inside Out's got the better chances of winning.
0: Yeah. So yeah, so the nominees for best animated feature. Anomalisa, Inside Out, Shaun the Sheep, the movie, The Good Dinosaur and Peanuts. Um, so, slightly different from the Oscars. Um, well, too different from the Oscars. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Inside Out's going to win, yeah.
1: That's, that's, <laughs> that seems to be the strongest candidate from what I can see. Other than, I mean, I uh, haven't seen Anomalisa, though. And per- personally, I would hope Anomalisa would win. Just... To be, you know, not you know the whole not Disney thing. Because I, I bet you, it's probably if, if it's not going to be, if it's not going to win the Oscars, you know, I just I would like to I would like to see that mil- that film get some kind of credit.
0: The often likes to give awards to DreamWorks things, but there's no DreamWorks option this year, so yeah. um, that's not going to happen. So perhaps they'll be like, ah, peanuts movie. We're going to go completely outside the box.
2: There. <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome too.
0: I would also be happy if Sean the Sheep won. I'm not going to lie. You're surprised, aren't you? <laughs> well,
1: like, I can understand why. I mean, I would say, like, show show it some love, man. If it, you know,
0: yeah. it's good. It's not going to get the Oscar, so... <laughs> I can't say I've got a lot of experience with the Best Animated Special Production category in that I haven't seen any of them. Uh, Elf, Buddy's Musical Christmas. <laughs> he named me Malala... I'm a witness. Kite, Kurt Cobain montage of heck, and Nico and a Sword of Light. I don't really know much about any of that. Oh, I Neither know. Do
1: I? Unfortunately,
0: I know that he named me Malala is a documentary, as is Kurt <laughs> Cobain montage of heck. Um, so I guess they're nominated because they're not entirely animated. They've got animated segments. Um, So, and Elf Bad- Buddy's musical Christmas is like a Christmas festive special, like a half hour thing. Uh, and I think Nico in the Sword of light was, um, a animated pilot on Amazon. So yeah, I have nothing to say on that. I don't know what's going to win. <laughs> and best animated short subject car face. Sorry. Don't know. <laughs> dissonance, dissonance or oh, yeah. Dissonance, dissonance. How do you say that? <laughs> I don't know. I uh, you, said it right. you said it right. Yeah. Uh, If I Was God, again, don't know anything about that, but Carface and If I Was God were both made by the National Film Board of Canada, so go Canada, I suppose. If I Was
2: God, that sounds super familiar.
0: (laughs) I don't know. Or Nice, again, don't know. (laughs) Sanjay Super Team, the Pixar one, so that might win. I I really like that one. I haven't seen it yet, to be honest, because I didn't see Good Dinosaur, but hey. Uh, I've heard good things. I trust your opinion. Um, World of Tomorrow, I've seen and was great. Uh, so, if I was only to go on what I've seen, I'd say World of Tomorrow, but I haven't seen any others. So <laughs> it's not really fair. Um, but World of Tomorrow is great. Uh Again, I don't know anything about the animated television broadcast commercial, so I'm just going to skip that. <laughs> oh
2: yeah, I saw a bunch um, of those. Was, I guess that was the other thing that I watch is I watched more on um, Visual Effects Society. I was, you know, did the judging. I was, you know, you judge, you act as a judge for that. So I got to see a lot of special features and some of the animated stuff were also um, um, the kind of things that. Um, well, like theme park, ride, uh, animation, and you know what I mean? There are special categories like that. It was kind of interesting to see. Mm-hmm. But um, And movie stuff. 14. Yeah, exactly.
0: Right. Like what? what yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was yeah. going to
2: mention that. Exactly.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to skip over the best animated television for preschool. <laughs> yeah, I
1: yeah, can't say i watched any of those.
0: Um, oh, no, I have seen some. <laughs> <laughs> Peter Rabbit I've seen. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, because my nieces watch that. Um, that's uh, made by. That's made by. Um, I think Brown Bag over in Ireland. It's mm. cute. Uh, that's all I can say about that. <laughs> uh, best animated television broadcast for children is Clarence, Gravity Falls, Harvey Beaks, Sanjay and Craig, Star vs. Forces of Evil, Steven Universe, or Wonder <laughs> Over Yonder.
1: Good lineup, I have to say. The only one I'm not too thrilled about is Sanjay and Craig. But then again, I haven't really been watching that show, so maybe, maybe I'm—I could be surprised. But I would say the by, the triple threat for me would be uh, Wander Over Yonder, Steven Universe, and Gravity Falls. Though Star versus the Forces of Evil is is good.
0: I've only seen Gravity Falls and Wander Over Yonder, and I'd say Gravity Falls would be my pick. Um, mm-hmm. And I'd say probably quite a good chance of winning because it's going to be its last chance probably yeah. <laughs> so if they if they go on that thing um best general audience animated television production bob's burgers bojack horseman moonbeam city or the simpsons
1: can't really say how much of an opinion there uh what would you say chris
0: oh jack's great mm-hmm. bob's burgers is awesome The Simpsons, you know, it's The Simpsons. (laughs) It's not as good as it used to be. Um, Moonbeam City, the one episode I saw of that was fantastic. Uh, I've only seen the one episode still, but it was great. Um, But quite nice to see Bojack have it, I think. (laughs) That would be cool. Because that really goes places. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, And then there's the exciting one, which is the best animated feature independent Woo. First time yeah, awesome. it Boy in the World, Cahill brains the Prophet, The Boy and the Beast, or When Marnie was there. And I haven't seen any of them. <laughs> Can't say. Um Um I really
1: want to see them. I really want to see Boy in the World. I really want to see Boy and the Beast. Yeah. And I mean, Marnie was there, I have yet to see for some stupid reason. And um i haven't i'll admit i haven't heard of the the prophet but i i would considering the lineup
2: considering the lineup
1: that it's got i would say it's you know if it's can be if it can stand toe to toe with the rest of these movies i would be interested in seeing it
2: yeah that's the um um actually i i saw that uh sort of early on that's the one with all the different um uh, independent animators who do sort of like a section of the um of the stories based on the book, they're um, or they're like little uh, uh, vignettes or um, or poems. Where did it day All <laughs> oh, right, vignettes. But um, yeah, that's a beautiful movie. But I yeah, I haven't seen I, the rest of them, so I don't know.
0: I I think you know we'd be happy if any of them win. Really, I know. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, uh, I kind of think it may be between Boy in the World and Marnie, just because Boy in the World seems to be getting a lot of attention. Um you know, and it got that Oscar nomination, um, as did Marnie. <laughs> uh um but I don't know if the Ghibli factor might be like, Oh yeah, Ghibli <laughs> Um if That's gonna be you know the equivalent of eh Disney <laughs> <laughs> So I dunno which is gonna win, but I'd say those were the front runners. But who yep. um a lot of the categories are just technical ones, but I'll see if there's anything else really worth mentioning. Um, student film. No, I don't think we, we won't have seen any of them. So
1: Animation of video game. Uh, interesting. Cause I've, I've, some of them I haven't heard of, but I know like the one or two, the well, um, I think the evolve was one of the big video games that came out this year. And I remember the anime, at least the, uh, Design for the monsters. I can understand getting a technical award for
0: that. Uh, outstanding achievement directing in animated feature. That will be one with uh, so Anomalisa, Extraordinary Tales, Inside Out, Cahill Go Brains, The Prophet, Shaun the Sheep Movie, The Peanuts yeah. Movie, or When Marnie Was There. Um, again, probably Inside Out's a favourite. You would have thought. Um, for Pete Doctor and Ronnie Del Carmen. Um, but who knows? <laughs> <laughs> They're all Extraordinary Tales is the interesting one because that is the um, the Edgar Allan Poe anthology thing. Um, oh. Which isn't anywhere else in the nominations, I don't think. It's not up for best animated film or anything. Um, I've heard some interesting things about that because uh, all, um, all the styles are. It's like Each segment Is quite a different style um, hmm. And they've also got Voice overs by I think Christopher Lee does one of them um, Bella Lugosi does another one uh, And I don't know if it's Vincent Price I think they might all be dead Like huh. Dead actors Doing the voice overs That's amazing uh, Obviously recorded Beforehand
2: Okay <laughs> 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 it's
0: really
1: funny so if it was recorded after the fact I'd be very concerned
0: Chris <laughs> <laughs> just to stay the obvious so. <sighs> uh, I guess the other one that might Roger Allers for Cahill Gibran's The Prophet because he's a bit of a legend because he directed The Lion King so maybe maybe that will get some kudos as well yeah. I don't know, You know, or Charlie Kaufman and Duke Johnson for Anom- Anomalisa, who can say, but Inside Out's got to be the favorite, really, isn't it?
1: That's my gut feeling, but you know, it who who knows the way which way the audiences are going to swing, swing mm-hmm. with in terms of the overall feature films, but we might be surprised.
0: Okay. So those are, I think, all the interesting categories, because I, uh, writing is just inside out. Shaun the Sheep, the movie, and when Marnie was there, Shaun the Sheep is interesting that it's there because it's got no dialogue. Yeah, and I did actually write in my review that people, when people talk about writing in a film, a lot of the time people just think of dialogue, but there's a lot yeah, more to not it just than dialogue. that. No. Um. So yeah, that's kind have been a pretty amazing script, really. Um, <laughs> although a lot of it's probably down storyboarding as well. But
1: yeah, I would like to see if even if it doesn't get an overall film nomination, I would like to see Sean the Sheep win in some of the other categories.
0: Because mm. it
1: it's it, it sounds like it deserves it.
0: Yeah, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So oh, and also they are going to give an award to iso takahata which is nice uh for windsor mckay award for their career contribution Mm -hmm. uh so he's he's definitely getting that it's not a nomination (laughs) Mm -hmm. um so yeah the annies are next week end and i they are being streamed live online uh at a time that will completely not suit me, uh, time <laughs> time zone wise. So I won't be watching them live. <laughs> I don't know if anyone else will be. Um, I'll try,
1: um, but it's like my like I've I said, my schedule's been very very crazy. So who knows? It might just fall on time. That's bad for me. Also, maybe I could just try recording it.
0: Mm-hmm. But uh, we'll definitely be talking about them when we know the answers. Um, <laughs> so. Listen out for that in a future episode. Not next week, because <laughs> it won't have come out by then. Um, but the one after, I guess. Yeah. So, episode 30. Ooh. Wow. <laughs> wow. wow. Incredible. Big 3 uh, Also, in the world of awards, I did, before we wrap up, I did want to uh, just mention the Oscars, because um, there's been a lot of attention on the Oscars recently. Um there was a lot of controversy based on the nominations um, and the fact that in all the major categories basically everyone nominated was white. Um, mm-hmm. And it was like second year in a row that's happened and people were saying, hey, we're all the diverse people. Um, and as a result of all the outcry this time, the Academy have actually made some changes to their rules. Um, and Basically, the entry to the academy uh, is the way it's done. It's going to be changing so that you will need to have been active in the film industry within the last ten years. Um, basically, get you ten year. If you're in, if you're active this year, that'll get you ten years worth of membership. Um, whereas previously, you got it for life. Basically, so there was, which has resulted in a bunch of old people who haven't worked in the industry for ages. <laughs> and some have said that that might slightly affect what they vote for.
1: I would, um, I would think so.
0: Yeah, so they're trying to get um, younger people and a lot more women and um, a lot more people from diverse groups and everything in there, um, which is good, and that's obviously the main issue. But we are an animation podcast, um, so we... I am going to ask whether we think that that, this change to the um, Academy membership is going to affect animation at all Um, because what it's going to do is it's going to make the membership more diverse and also it's going to mean that it's going to be less old white men um, (laughs) who may be not that interested in animation (laughs) to be fair there's a
1: good chance that maybe that you know Freshening up the you know, the people voting for the the movies, you know, if they're freshening up the you know, the pool that they're using to, to choose which ones you know wins, it might it might work more in the animation you know in the favor of the animation category, and just kind of you know helping it be a more uh, at least varied pool of people to you know say oh this is really good no this is really good and maybe make it a bit more of a competition.
0: I think it might not necessarily affect what's been nominated. Because no. I think we're fairly happy with what gets nominated in the animated category generally. Because it's been, it, as we have mentioned on several occasions, it is nominated by people in the animation side of the film industry. So they know what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> but then the overall winner is voted on by the whole academy the whole membership and that is where all the old dudes who don't care about animation come into it and just go uh, what's Disney I'll exactly yeah one. I don't think things um,
2: are I don't think a lot of movies are necessarily watched right
0: yeah so if the membership becomes younger and more diverse there's going to be a lot more people who actually give animation a shot hopefully
1: yeah make it and, more like on, I said make more of a race instead of just just picking Disney yeah. on default
0: these are hopefully going people who uh, oh yeah, I'll vote for DreamWorks this year or whatever, or even I'll vote for Ghibli or an independent thing. So hopefully it won't be just the Disney and Pixar show forever, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. But who can say? Perhaps it'll just stay the same. Um, At um, least with
1: the, the, this particular line, lineup of films, I know in, Inside Out seemed to sweep the board with a lot of, you know, a lot of ver- the with a large audience, so it's it's st- I, I'm still pretty convinced it's it's the top contender as of right now. Maybe I'll be pleasantly surprised to like, oh, something else was able to come out on top, but we'll have to see.
0: It's that whole thing of like I I can't say it doesn't deserve it because it does. It's just mm-hmm. it'd always be nice to see something else get some recognition. Uh, but there you go on okay. the sheep, no. Um, yeah, show the sheep. <laughs> or one or of the others. <laughs> Any of them. Hey, the, the animation category is is slightly more diverse than some of the other things because um, one's directed by a Brazilian. Mm-hmm. So he's probably not white. <laughs> one of them is directed by a Japanese person. <laughs> yep. I don't think. Uh, British counts as a minority, so we'll skip over that one. Uh, (laughs) And uh, the Inside Out is directed by Pete Doctor and Ronnie Del Carmen, who I think might be—I think he's Cuban. I think I'm making that up. (laughs) You're making that up completely. Uh, I think he's—I think think he might be of like Latino extraction. So, Um, and animation industry does have a diversity issue of its own and yeah. i'm not like i don't think any film by a woman has ever won animated feature uh, not alone anyway um because brave one didn't it and that was co-direct because it got taken right. got taken away from brenda chapman um and again frozen was co-directed by um I've forgotten both their names, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> Jennifer Lee, I think. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, I don't think a film... And that's probably because there aren't that many animation features directed by women in the industry as a whole, which needs to change. <laughs> yes, it does. Um, and, but some studios have done better than others because DreamWorks um, Kung Fu Panda 2 was directed by a lady. Yes, it was. And Kung, Fan, Kung Fu Panda 3 is co-directed by her, again, and someone else. Um, and Aardman have had a film, at, at Arthur Christmas, was directed by a uh, but Oh, that was an excellent movie. Mhm. Uh, but Disney and Pixar haven't been doing so well. So, sort that out. It's about time, frankly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I think that's that's about it for the Oscars for now, until they happen. <laughs> yep. So, yep, yeah, it's been an interesting show, just a bit of a hodgepodge mix, um, and we will let you know what the next show is going to be in the near future when we've sorted that out. Um, maybe Kung Fu Panda 3, maybe TV, maybe something else. Who knows? Um, but you can follow everything we've been up to on com. you can follow us on Tumblr, Facebook, Pinterest, Google Plus and Twitter uh, where you can follow us at AFA blog. Uh, you can also find me personally on Twitter at Mr. Crystal and Rachel at
2: Fail2Ninja on Twitter
0: and Avon.
2: I'm at iSnare underscore Inc and uh, also if you would like to submit a short film um, to Animation Nights New York uh, you can find us on Film Freeway or go to animationnights.nyc
0: and when is the next Animation Nights again? February tenth, isn't yes. it? Yes,
2: February tenth, Wednesday at eight o'clock. Um, One nine two Front Street in the South Street Seaport, uh, New York City. So please join us. Admission is free.
0: If you're <laughs> in the New York area, don't miss that. And say That's hi right. to Avon. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh so you can find out all our previous episodes on animationforadults.com on itunes on stitcher on uh podcast.com and on our website and you can leave us a nice review if you enjoyed the show maybe uh, it helps people find us um and you can drop us an email at podcast at and we will see you very soon for some more cartoon chat and Interesting conversations about animation, or at least we hope you find them interesting. Uh, <laughs> hmm. We do. I we find do. them interesting. Uh, if that's any consolation. Totally. totally. So we we will catch you very soon, and
2: good right, everybody. Take care. Goodbye. take care. Bye. See you soon. Here
0: you. <laughs> Anglo Angloom, I don't know how you say it? <laughs> <laughs> Why did I ever think these things through? The um, Angloom, Ang. <laughs> I angloom.
1: I'll just say it with a French. And, uh, I'm, I'm trying to look at the word myself. Like, <laughs> make sure to include this for like bloopers later. Um.
0: <laughs>
1: and julum a- oh. angelum, and
0: Anglume. Hmm.
1: And Delume. That's 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 what I'm going with right now.
0: Sorry, French listeners.
1: <laughs> Sorry. <laughs>
0: At Busch Gardens Christmastown, rekindle the spirit
2: of holiday traditions for you and your family. Delight in the wonder of over 10 million twinkling lights. Cherish the moments as you enjoy new holiday shows and visit Santa and Rudolph. And immerse yourself in a world transformed by the season at the world's most beautiful theme park. The holidays shine brightest at Busch Gardens Christmastown. Select dates through January 2nd. Right now, it's the best deal of the season. Save over 50% with tickets as low as $24.99. Restrictions apply.